to another episode of Make Him Known. My Ooh. name is Anna. My name is Becky. I just decided that I would introduce myself again because it says my name right here. So that's I was good. like, that's me. <laughs> Did you have oh. any stress today doing the intro, doing the welcome? Um, Yes. There's always a little bit of stress. I'm like, <laughs> Angie pointed at me. Now go say something. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Thank you to all of you who have listened to our Metaphorically Speaking Grief episode. Um, We say thank you because it was super duper long. Yeah. And so thanks for pushing through. But, you know, if you had to break it up between like three drives, totally fine and understandable because she was over an hour. So but we don't apologize because grief is a heavy subject and there was lots to talk about. Yeah. I ended up listening back to it. And um, I had to listen to it in like <laughs> yeah. different, part like I one. had to break yeah. it up. Yeah. We theoretically, I was thinking about it, like could have done part one and part two, though it's different than the empty filled because that was like two different things, but connected instead of just like, and we're now going to stop halfway through talking about grief and then pick this up next week. Like that wouldn't yeah. have made sense. So yeah, we're, so we're glad we did it the way Thanks we did it. Thanks for pushing through yeah. folks. We appreciate it. Yep. Um, I had someone who, who reached out to me and they were just saying that they were going through things and they, um, they usually listen to the podcast while they were driving, but for whatever reason, this, this particular hmm. day, they weren't listening to it and they were just driving to work and, um, was kind of just like feeling the emotions going through some processing of things and just kind of feeling sad. And then she came to the conclusion. She was like, I think I'm grieving. Mm. Like, I think this is grief. Yeah. And then she looked on her phone and she was like, oh, the newest episode <laughs> is grief. And then she listened Boom. to it and um, she was just like super grateful that it was it spoke exactly to where she was at. And she it was kind of cool that the Lord like allowed her to come to that realization on her own yeah, and then almost like supported then, it with, yeah, right? That's true. Like it was just so cool. So I was going to say that was not us. That was no. God's timing. Cause we don't, sometimes it blows my mind that like pretty much every time we release an episode, one person is like, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. I, that, that wasn't me. That like, was Jesus. <laughs> like, it's yeah, so cool. it is wild. Yeah. It's very cool. It is crazy how the Lord works. And it I mean, is. we shouldn't be surprised. I he, know that that's he does the thing. things like that. And he connects the dots, but like every time he does it, I'm like, yes, God, yeah. you did that. I know. Speaking you of know? connecting the dots, I love that necklace that your friend got. Yeah. You. Oh, for so those cool. of you who haven't seen on Instagram, I posted, um, my, uh, that a necklace that my friend um got me and she sent it to me and then i didn't get it because i think she sent it to a different address or something anyway so then she's she didn't tell me what was coming but she's like hey i need your new address because i'm trying to send you something and i was like okay so then i sent she's I gave her my new address and then she sent it to me and I was just thinking that it was going to be a letter or yeah. something. And, and I was excited for that letter, yes. but I had no idea what was in store. So I opened the card and I kind of like shook it. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was actually kind of funny because I was like, oh, I think she sent me seeds. Because, <laughs> you know, those little packages of seeds that like you can shake or whatever. Seeds. And like it sounds like. Yeah. It's I don't know I can't describe. That's such it. a weird thing to assume that it Anyways, was. And then I opened the card or I saw the card and mm-hmm. it had plants on it. So I literally so like, was like obviously seeds. seeds. And then I opened it and saw that it was a necklace that said connecting the dots. And I was like, 
<laughs> brb i'm just crying over here anyways mm. it was so perfect so That's um perfect she you. got one for me and she got one for um her other friend they were nice. both interns in canada at the same time that's yeah. how i knew them but they're from the states so it was just really sweet I love and that. just i w- yeah i was blown away super and cool. just it was super exciting it's a becky phrase a becky bingo becky bingo yeah yep. that's for sure very good well fun fact time yeah you want to go first sure um, my fun fact today is about a show that I've been watching that I honestly never anticipated enjoying, love not those. to be hard hearted or anything, but because I love my husband, I started watching a show called My Hero Academia with him. It is an anime and I'm not usually into anime. I would say that's like the one genre that I've never gotten into. Yeah. I, I haven't either aside from this. And he watches like a lot of animes and I was kind of just like. Uh, no and then he's like okay but will you try watching this one with me and i was like okay (laughs) you know i love you so i'll start watching this with you um he's he's in the other room probably (laughs) listening being like of course um and uh so i started watching it and i actually really like it nice and um a a lot of the people in the show have like quirks which are like superpowers whatever oh cool and um he he was explaining to me another anime yeah and i was like oh what's that character's quirk and then he's like no not every character in anime <laughs> that's not has an quirk. anime that's thing. Not a thing that's just a my hero academia thing uh. anyway so if you need a good anime to watch watch my hero academia and if you watch my hero academia tell me because love i'd that. love to what's chat it on? about it um it's actually called Crunchyroll. okay then yeah it used to be funimation which is where like there's a, a lot of animes and whatever but now it's like called crunchy roll and i think it's like six dollars a month or something like that like it's one of those yeah yeah yeah, streaming service yeah there you go yeah um my fun fact is also media related shocker um i I went through i finally guys i went through and i listed all of the fun facts we've done over the past like 28 episodes or however many it is and uh, wrote them all down so that you never get a repeat and i realized that one of the like most basic fun facts about me that i've never said probably because i thought that i had told you but my favorite movie of all time i'm gonna pause and let you guess you're probably wrong because people it's usually and people usually think it's Marvel. Yeah. And then when I say no, they're like, but is it a Disney movie? And then I'm like, nope. And they're like, what? My favorite movie of all time is The Princess Bride. Whoa. And my mom right now is like, ugh. And I'm like, ugh, for her, ugh-ing it because it literally drives me insane that she doesn't like it. I feel like there are two types of people in the world. Those there who are. are completely obsessed with The Princess Bride or those yes. who are like, that's the dumbest movie I've ever yes, seen. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And um, a friend of Becky and I's, um, we, like me and her, went to see it at the Toronto Symphony Orchestra and they like play the symphony live like to the screen watching the movie it was fantastic there's like quite a few jokes about masks in it but not like masks like covid masks obviously Mm because it was like made way back when um but the whole place just like started laughing because there's like one part where they say you should never trust a person who wears a mask meanwhile we're all sitting there wearing masks i'm so funny so (laughs) yeah that is my favorite movie because no matter what mood i'm in i am down to watch that movie it's fantastic fantastic if you haven't seen it you should go watch it but then if you hate it you should not tell me because i will a little part of me will be like uh every time i see you (laughs) yes yes oh dear that's hilarious yep okay well we're gonna pray and then we're gonna get started talking about satan yeah 
Yes. So let's pray together and just dedicate this time to the Lord. Father, we thank you so much um, for you. We thank you for just the privilege it is to be in relationship with you, the privilege it is to um, learn more about you and to talk about um, talk about things that affect you but don't really affect you, that affect our, our walks with you. And um, Lord, we just pray that today we will just learn more about um, Satan and about how he works um, so that we can be aware of how he works and so we can just be closer to you as mm. a result of that and just be, yeah, just be able to recognize his tactics mm. and um, also recognize, Father, that uh, he's already lost, mm. that we um, being with you, Lord, that we've already we're already in a place of victory. So I just pray that as we go through this this conversation that you would just be glorified and that we would just um, have our eyes opened um, to know you more and just to, um, yeah, be able to be closer to you through this whole this whole conversation. And Father, we, yeah, we just want to glorify you through all that we say and do. And we pray that we would love you more at the end of this episode than we do right now. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So um, just a little fun fact in getting started. We are doing, metaphorically speaking, Satan. And every time I spell Satan, I, sp- I type Saran. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I, I mean, the R is right beside the T. But as I was like <laughs> typing up the script, I was like, Saran. I mean, Satan. And I then mean, I would do it again. Saran, knowing Satan. us, one day there will be a metaphorically speaking Saran. Because oh, we, will, we will come up with a way that Saran points us to Jesus. <laughs> There and we're gonna do it now because we've said it exactly. So, so now we've ruined. If the you want to be our guest speaker for metaphorically speaking, Saran, Saran, let us know. Yeah, if you're out there and you're like, I have a metaphor for Saran, legit, hit us up. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's Very really good. weird. <laughs> um, so the reason why we even stumbled across doing a metaphorically speaking about Satan was because the other day I was listening to Life 100.3 and for those of you who don't know what that is it's a local Christian radio station that is awesome um, and it's on 100.3 on yeah. the radio and um, they and it have brings life and it brings life yep. yeah um, and they have like focus on the family every day at 9 o'clock then at 9.30 they have the turning point with Dr. David Jeremiah and if you listen to it you'll know how they say it and i was like trying to say it the way anyways i i didn't do it but <laughs> they in that in one of those turning point with dr david jeremiah they were talking about satan and they used a metaphor and i've never thought about it this way and when i thought about it i was like holy like this is so powerful to know so i just wanted to share this and then we'll continue on in the conversation but um they were telling a story about how there was this like really venomous snake somewhere. I think it was in Africa. I mm. missed part of the beginning of the story. Yeah. Um, but it was this snake who was like very aggressive, and um, in order to kill it, it like the person who was trying to get rid of it, it cut off its head, and um, everyone like apparently only like this snake killer went into the house, and everyone was watching from outside. Um, and so the snake killer goes in, cuts off the snake's head and then quickly gets out of the house Hmm. because the snake's body like kept moving and like kept going around and like was destroying things in the house, even though it had no head Yeah, and it would like knock over a glass vase or something like literally destroying 
anything that it could in the house, not intentionally, yeah. but it was just doing the that aftermath. because it had, um, its nerves were still kind of yeah. going and it kind of still thought it was alive yeah. and still had power. But, um, yeah, it just had no head and it was just wreaking havoc. And, um, then eventually its body kind of caught up to the fact that it didn't have a head. Caught and up then, to its non-existent head. Yeah. And then, um, it, it like stopped moving and it was dead. It like actually was dead. And that is, that was the analogy that they used. Well, it was a story. I, I'm, I believe it was a real story. Yeah. Um, again, like I said, I missed the beginning part of the story, but, um, they were talking about how that's how Satan works in mm. our, in our world. He is a snake whose head is cut off, but he still will wreak havoc and just try and do anything and everything in its power, um, to destroy the world. Um, yeah, that yeah. when Becky told me about that, I was like, oh man, I, first of all, didn't know that about certain snakes, uh, assuming that that is a real analogy. Um, and then I was thinking too about the, the phrase or the cliche people say that, um, misery loves company. Like it's the devil's already been defeated. The snake has already been taken down. So instead of just giving up, it's like, well, now I'm going to just take whoever I can like with me, you yeah. know? So it's like. And I've never fully understood, I guess this is a question, like, does the devil know that he's defeated or does he still think that he could win? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. we know that he's defeated and we know what the future holds, like what his final status will be, you know? But he's like, I'm. he doesn't, he's not just going to be like, oh, darn, God defeated me, going to go home now. Like, he's yeah. like, no, well, in that case, I'm going to bring down as many people with me as I can. It reminded me of just like, yeah, his body flopping around and being like well if I'm defeated you're defeated with me kind of thing yeah. and yeah. that reminds me of um, the screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis phenomenal book if you guys haven't read it I highly recommend it um, it's short little chapters and, and the idea behind the book is that um, screw tape is the name of this demon mm -hmm. that is writing to his like superior demon it's almost like they you know are and we don't know fully how demons work but they're like talking amongst each other and there's like a hierarchy so there's this like level up demon demon oh my goodness demon who has like demons underneath of him and they get assigned to certain people yeah. and so he's writing letters on like advice from this like upper demon to give him advice on how to like bring down this person right yeah. and keep him away from god and in reading that like it's obviously fictional in the sense that C.S. Lewis wrote it from just an idea that he had, mm -hmm. but real in that, like as Christians, we know the supernatural realm, the realm that we cannot see is very real. And there is a battle going on that we can't see, but we know yeah. it's happening, you know? And yeah. it was like, it blew my mind realizing that like the Satan the Satan. Well, actually that's a whole nother story about the original Greek and calling him the Satan, but he will, do whatever he can to like bring you down and he will figure out what it is that you like or what you are tempted by and just wreak havoc from there on out, you know? Yeah. 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 He, he is cunning. Yeah. He is sneaky. He is deceptive. He is going to do everything in his power. And I'm going to add in his finite power, yes. not infinite power, like Amen. the Lord, but finite power yeah. to trip us up, to get us, to yeah. sin to do anything to fall away yeah and yeah. i think that like we know that because in the verse john 10 10 it says the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy 
Um, and like those are his three goals. He yeah. wants to steal. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy. And he's going to do that in any way he possibly can. Um, but of course, we know that the verse doesn't stop there because Jesus says, but I have come so that they may have life and have it abundantly. Mm. And um, I think that's just a an amazing verse because it teaches us about the intentions of Satan. Yes. But it also kind of doesn't stop there because if that's if that was it, it'd be like, oh, OK, so I'm End just going to yeah, I'm just going to be like suffering forever. Cool. But no, yeah. Jesus, Jesus comes so that we can have life because I like what you said in your prayer of because at first when we were like, we're talking about metaphor speaking satan everyone was probably like what like why would we choose to talk about yeah like this evil side of things and everything and you know you don't want to yeah give satan more power than he actually has because we do have victory in christ but it's important to know the enemy's tactics and objectives and the way that he works so that we can be like we can counter them, you know, it's like mm -hmm. if you're, if you're even like a sports team, if you're going against them, but you know, their plays, you're going to be able to like figure out and get around them and like win, you know, yeah. same with like in a battle or in a war or something like that. And we are in a battle yeah. and, and the war has been ultimately won by Christ, but each and every day is then a battle to not give in to Satan and his works and him tempting us and everything like mm -hmm. that. Right. Cause I'll give him this he is good at his job you know yeah. like it's not like he's like he <laughs> i just pictured i don't know why i thought of this but did you ever watch dora the explorer mm -hmm. growing up and you know swiper no swiping and, yeah i was watching it with a girl that i was babysitting a little while ago and they just go swiper no swiping swiper no swiping swiper no swiping and if they can say it three times before he swipes then he's like oh man and he walks away and i was like yeah, that's not how it works. It's not like the devil is like, ah, oh, shoot. And he just like gives up. Like yeah. he is good at his job and he will try and do anything to bring us down. Right. Yeah. 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 And it also reminds me as we were, Becky and I were like writing this out and thinking about it. I realized how many like um, songs and books and like resources I have that talk about um, Satan and the devil. And there's this song by the arrows nobody knows them. I, mm -hmm. if, if you know this song, please message me because I don't know anyone who knows this band or this song. Um, but the song is actually called in the words of Satan. And Becky was listening to it before we started. And she was just looking at me and her eyes were like so wide. Cause she was like, Oh snap, because yeah. it talks about why he does what he does and just kind of the reasoning behind it. And when it's put into words, you just it's that much more real and you're like oh wow like he's not just this like oh he's this bad guy who does bad things it's like no he is evil like he is the essence of evil and he will intentional do intentional about, exactly yeah, about yeah. what he's doing to try and trip you up like yeah. he is intentional yeah yeah and so part of our purpose in in sharing this and doing this metaphorically speaking is to bring awareness and to yeah. make us aware because like you said like when we're aware we can take action and um yeah, in First Peter 5, 8, it says, like, literally, stay alert. Yeah. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. Um, he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Yep. Like, people are terrified of lions. Yeah. And yet Satan, it's, it's like, I know that we should be very, very fearful, but I feel like our society is kind of like, oh, Satan, okay. Yeah. But, like, for he sure. prowls like a roaring lion. If, so, if I saw a roaring lion <laughs> at my door... We would be Holy a running. Heck, yeah. I would be terrified. Yeah. Definitely. And yet I'm like, okay, Satan, he's alive. He's working, but whatever, yeah. you know, and there's a balance in there, right? It's like not being 
fearful of him but Mm -hmm. the word that you said aware i think the awareness is so important because it's the same when you know like people say oh i don't like it when preachers talk about hell and it's like well it's a real place like if you aren't aware of it you aren't going to do what is needed to avoid it you know what i mean you're not going to be aware of how important Jesus salvation is. And I think it's also the struggle of as humans, we have a hard time remembering things that we can't see, you know, and the Mm -hmm. same is with God. Sometimes I think it's like a two way street. Sometimes we just do bad things, but if God himself, like if Jesus incarnate as a man was standing in front of us, we would be like, Oh, I would never do that right now. But it's like, okay, but the reality is Jesus is here right now. He does see everything that you do. And then with the flip side, the same with same thing with Satan. Like he is prowling around looking for someone to devour, looking for someone to tempt, but because we can't see him, we just forget about it sometimes. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think like in Ephesians two, it talks about, um, it's one of my favorite chapters actually of like the yeah. whole Bible. Cause it starts talking about like you were dead in your trespasses in which you once walked. So it's, it talks about like where we were. Yeah. And it, it's very specifically past tense. Um, cause it says fo- you were following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, mm. which is Satan, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. So like he, w- mm. he's working and yeah. he's like at work in the sons of disobedience. Um, And then it continues on. It says, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of our body and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So it kind of like talks about where we were before the Lord. And then in verse four, it says, but God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, Hmm. he made us alive with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And it continues on. But I think it's just really important how it talks in past tense about where we were, but where we are now. And like, yeah, people are following the prince of the power of prince of the power of the air. Yeah. And he's like, he's at work. Yeah. He's this is it's his day job. Yeah. But like he's good at his day job. Yeah. Yeah. And I always remember being confused at the phrase like he's the God of this world Mm because I was like, but like there's only one true God. I remember being confused about that when I was younger, but it's that he does have right now reigning power over the world, not supreme reigning power. Like we said, like God is number one, like he oversees everything, but Satan is still roaming around this earth right now where we know there will be one day where he is bound and put into hell forever. Right. But right now he can still like he's a headless snake still. Yeah. Still has power in the world. Just roaming around. Exactly. And just destroying things. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And um, I I always love the comparison between Jesus and, and Satan that's talked about all throughout John because it says that um, like Jesus always, always, always works and speaks through the authority of the Father. Mm. Like if you read it countless times, it always says like, I do not come of my own accord. Yeah. I come through my Father. He has sent me. He is the one who has sent me. Or like, I do not do my own will. I do yeah. the will of the Father. So many times like he always, always speaks of the will of the father. He works, um, out of the father's authority. Um, and then, uh, to compare it, like Satan works out of his own authority. Yeah. So it's just so much of a weaker authority. Cause like he's coming to do his own thing at his own time. Yeah. And he doesn't care if it's not in line with anyone else. He's just going to do what he wants when he, when he wants to seek to steal, kill and destroy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, something else that I always think of is that, again, good at his day job. Like he's, we said, cunning and tricky and sneaky. Like he works with a little bit of truth, but sometimes I would even argue he works with a lot of truth right. and then sneaks a really tiny little lie in there. You know what I mean? So ju- because the minute there is 1% of what you're saying is not truth, then it's a lie. All of it is, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's either all true or it's all false. I have a good little metaphor for yes. that that I just thought of. Love. Someone said to me, um, would you eat, would you eat a brownie if I made it for you? Mm. And then they said, and then the person would say, yeah. And then they said, what if I put a little bit of dog poo in and you knew it? Yeah. Would you still eat it? It's just a little, it's just, just a, a little, little bit. bit. And they were like, no. Yeah. So that's like the same thing. That like is. it's still got dog poo in it. It's still gross. Yep. You would still not eat that brownie. Exactly. And he like that's what he did with Eve in the garden, right? Like he he talked like because he said, if you eat this, you will be like God knowing good and evil. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But he didn't say, oh, and the consequence will be eternal death and separation from him forever. You know, so like he leaves those little bits did out. Really, really say? Yeah. I know. Did he really say that? And and that's the thing. He takes your words and he like twists it. Yeah. He he. You know the joke of like he's a manipulator. And yeah, when when um people say to like a wife like oh just make your husband think that it was his idea and then he'll want to do it. <laughs> that's kind of what Satan does. He's like he makes it so that it's our own words saying it so that we can't go back and be like oh well it was him who told me it's like no no no, you're the one like he asked eve did god really say this and then she's the one who comes to her own conclusions almost but he's the one who led her there by planting just enough truth to make it sound good because he's sneaky yeah he's cunning and he's deceptive yeah exactly Yeah. yeah and it this is like not a perfect metaphor none are but i do kind of like it i was thinking about a mirror like when you look at yourself in the mirror it's not a perfect representation it's not actually you Mm -hmm. it's just a reflection and because it's a mirror image like when you move your right arm it looks like it's actually like it's the left to the mirror version of yourself you know what i mean and so it's it's almost like that like satan takes things and he makes it a reflection or a mirror it's not actually real it's not reality it's not truth but it looks just enough like it to fool us sometimes unless though then here's another analogy i think we've talked about this before when we know the truth fully and are immersed in it aka the bible we can recognize his lies you know Mm -hmm. like the analogy of um bank tellers when they are being trained they don't show them fake bills and say, figure out what it is so you know and spot it. They study the real thing so much that they can see a counterfeit from miles away. Mm-hmm. So it's the same with us. If we know the truth like so well and we know God's word, when Satan tries to slip a little lie in there, we can be like, mm, no, that does not line up with scripture. Yeah. 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 That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, because Satan is the father of lies. It says in John 8, 44 that he is the father of lies. So Nothing he, will... he says is true. Yeah. 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 No truth comes from his mouth. No. no. Yeah. Um, another thing that I think we all think about but maybe don't have the vocabulary for it back when we were doing questions from kids um at church i had a grade one ask me what is the difference between feeling guilty and being guilty Mm -hmm. and i was like uh like mind blown and there is a difference because 
I think that's another thing that Satan uses. He makes us feel guilt and shame when that's not actually what God wants for us. Mm -hmm. And my mom always told me like, he will convince you to do something and then he'll make you feel bad about doing it. And when we sin and we sit in our shame and our guilt, we're, we're not, sometimes I think as Christians, we're like, oh, I'm feeling really bad about this sin and that will make God happy because I'm just so, it's like, no, that like God has given us freedom and forgiveness. He doesn't want us to feel guilt and shame. He convicts us. And then because of his freedom from forgiveness, we can like return and he repent. Always, he always convicts us with a door to like a yeah, way out with a solution yeah, yeah. whereas in satan is like oh see that thing over there that you want that's a temptation that's a sin he's like oh you can yeah take it do it and then the minute you do he goes why on earth did you do that and he makes you feel terrible for doing it yeah because no matter what it is he will use it to make you feel bad and he also again good at his job i've learned will sometimes allow you to be the one who makes things more difficult for yourself. And what I mean by that is like, he, he knows what gets you down. He knows what you're insecure about and what you struggle with. And he kind of leads you into that pit, but then he walks away and just allows you to spiral in the pit. But yeah. then it's your, it's you who's causing all the issues after that, because Jesus is standing there being like, my arm is right here. Like I'll help you pull you out of the pit. And you're just like walking around in circles being like, Oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I did that. Yeah. So on and so forth. That kind of like ties match, like, connects with connected <laughs> all of the things it ties to it matches with it yeah. connects to um another thing that i was gonna say is that like because like god is omniscient he mm -hmm. is everywhere all the time like that is one of the three o's omniscient omnipresent omnipotent yep i yeah. also say omniscience every time <laughs> whenever i'm saying omniscient so i'm really proud of myself that like the first time <laughs> i said it was that's good omniscient um, but like the devil is not omniscient. No, he is not all places all the time. So like you said, he sets these like booby traps for you Yes. in order to like lead you into the pit here. Just follow me. It'll be good. They say, have a the water's the great. Yeah. Say, like, but once you get in there, like you said, you're just stuck until you accept the Lord's help to mm -hmm. get out. And I think when we're aware of the fact that he's going to try and do this, that's going to help us to yes. not step into the pit. And, um, I think like Satan's really good at highlighting areas. Like think about literally taking a highlighter. Like he highlights areas mm. about where you struggle. So I know for me, I've been going through a season. Um, I, I'm praying and I'm hoping that I'm on the other end of this season, but I've been going through a season of feeling like really not valued mm. or like not worth it in some, in some times or some friendships or things like that. And like he can, like the enemy can almost like meet me where I'm at in that feeling and then be like, Oh, remember when that friend didn't text yeah. you? Remember when that friend didn't do that? Remember when this happened or they said that thing? Oh, all those things that are potentially true that did happen, but like twisting them a little bit, reminding you of it. Yeah. Oh, that's cause they don't love you. That's cause you're not valuable. You're not yeah. a good friend that all these things. Right. And I think like he's going to make you, like be in this spot where your brain is just going to overthink and like read into things, not give benefit of the doubt. Just like take out any grace that you may have had for yeah. people, take out any kindness that you would have had and just let you sit there. 
and yep. overthink and just keep going. It's just crazy, right? Like he just sets these booby traps. He walks away. He knows they're going to work because they've worked yep. on countless others. Like, <laughs> And they've worked on you in the past. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just going to do that. And like using the little bits and pieces of truth, he's just going to have you believe all these things. And then you just have to f- sit in it. Yeah. And it's just, it just sucks. But I think the joy is that the snake has no head and it is already like... He is defeated. Defeated. Yeah. Hallelujah. I love what you said of we are going to stay in that pit until we accept Jesus help because he is always there beside Mm -hmm. the pit with his hand out like run to the father. I love that song so much because he is always there. He is never not going to be there. It's just so often we either think we need to get ourselves out of the pit or we're blind to his help or we're too guilty and shameful to think that we deserve his help. Mm. And he's like, bro, already died for all the stuff you're in the pit for like already paid for it like right here yeah Yeah. literally right here and that for me has been exactly what you said so helpful being aware of that Mm -hmm. because when I see myself going down that road again I'm like "Uh uh-uh like because I'm also a competitive person so sometimes when I put like on being tempted by this or in the perspective of like oh it's like it's God versus Satan and I'm his like avatar (laughs) like I'm like I'm like no I'm not gonna let Satan win this one you know because we already have victory like we have everything inside of us that we need to say no and that's another big thing too someone said to me once like everything you are struggling with every sin that you are tempted by Jesus already died for Mm -hmm. like it has already been paid for yeah you don't have to pay for it again. It would be ridiculous if we went into a store and I bought a book and then Becky went and also paid for the same, like this physically the same book. Not she went and got one herself. Like wh- why would you do that? But we do that all the time. We're yeah. like, oh, Jesus already paid for this. But like, here's just a little bit of extra, like yeah. in case it's not covered. No, it's covered. You're good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's something that my mom taught me uh, that has always stuck with me too. And she said that the devil only has as much power over you as you allow him to. Mm -hmm. Because again, we already have victory. So when he, there's that day where, you know, you're feeling the spiritual warfare, you're feeling the temptation, like you have everything that you need. You are fully equipped to say no to that. So don't give him any more power than he already has. Yeah. Yeah. And I think within the church, like spiritual warfare is something that we talk about, but we, be, we also don't really talk about it. I think it's a fuzzy area. We're like, um, we, yeah. uh, we don't know how to talk about this. Or- but I think it needs to be talked about more mm-hmm. because again, it's this awareness. If we're just aware of how the enemy works and what we need to do to prepare for his tactics, like we're, we, we can prepare ourselves. Yeah. Like the Lord literally says your battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against the principalities and the authorities of the air. Like it's against Satan. Yeah. Satan is out to get you. So stand firm, be on guard, put on all of the, the armor, yep. the, what's armor it called? of the Lord, armor, armor of, of God. God. Yeah. <laughs> put on all those things like prepare yourself, equip yourself, equip yeah. yourself you know, and he gives us the things to do that. And that's another key thing too. I think that we as the church and Christians have to realize as well is that I love that verse saying your, your fight is not against flesh and blood because often inside the church, we do fight against each other. Mm. Like we make it seem like a fellow Christian is the enemy. No. Mm -mm. Do they disagree with you? Maybe. Yeah. Do they have a different theology than you? Maybe. Yeah. 
but that it they aren't you're on the same team yeah. it would be like playing soccer and trying to steal the ball from a fellow teammate like that's ridiculous no the devil is our enemy and he again is good at his job i'll say it a bajillion times and he knows that so he goes in to the church and he causes division and yep. conflict between the church because a house divided against itself cannot stand yeah you know yep. so he he knows what he's doing but we don't have to give him the power to do that yeah i was even thinking like if i was like driving to work i i was thinking about the things in my day that like make me frustrated mm. or whatever and obviously sometimes it depends on certain attitudes yeah. or the way i'm feeling whatever but i was just thinking like in traffic it's really easy to get frustrated mm. at other people yeah but if someone cuts you off instead of getting angry at them how powerful would it be to say my my fight is not against flesh yeah. and blood like that is an and i'm not saying people are enemies but the lord will use situations and circumstances or not the lord sorry the enemy <laughs> yes. will use situations and circumstances to frustrate you to yeah. make you mad like he's trying to steal your joy he's trying to kill your good attitude or yeah. whatever it might be like how powerful would it be to say when someone cuts you off instead of getting mad to say my battle is not against flesh and blood like yeah. it's i haven't there is an enemy who is out to get me trying to attack me trying to anything but it's not that person behind the steering wheel yeah but it's not that person yeah yeah and not saying I'm, yeah all no, not to say people are not the enemy yes no they're not but exactly situations can be a and we can make it so that people do are the enemy like in our minds we're like oh that person annoyed me. you know what i mean yes. but it's just like and that's hard because sometimes yeah. the other person even a christian isn't aware of that and they'll pick a fight and they'll and it's hard to be the bigger person and to just give them the benefit of the doubt. But that's what we all need to be better at doing, you know? Yeah. 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 Living with the attitude of, oh, death, where is your staying? Oh, hell, where yeah. is your victory? Knowing that we stand in a place of victory, yeah. knowing that the battle's already won and just recognizing that, having that awareness, having recognizing that like Satan's head, this, the snake's head is already cut off. Yep. Like the battle has already been won. And it wasn't you who cut it off. Yeah. It was Jesus. You know, yeah. that reminds me there's always, I just love when movies can connect to faith. Even this, this example does, but sometimes I have one later on that isn't a Christian movie, so to speak. Yeah. But in Narnia, when Peter is trying so hard to kill the witch and they're like going after her in the battle and Edmund's trying to kill her and Aslan just comes roaring in and I literally have goosebumps all over my body just thinking about it. Aslan comes running in and just jumps on her because it's like it's it's not you that killed her it yeah. it is only through his power and Aslan obviously represents God and then in Prince Caspian Peter again has that pride creeping back in and he's trying to be this big heroic leader of the battle and I think it's Lucy says to him he goes who killed the white witch like, do you remember who was actually there? Because it wasn't you. It mm -hmm. was Aslan. Like, it was God. So let him do his job because yeah. it's not it's not for us to do, you yeah. know? That reminds me of another little metaphor that um, that I think I've used in the past. But, like, if, if I would be playing Mario or something like that and I'm trying to, like, do the big boss fight against yeah. Bowser at the end or whatever. And I, like, there's a specific... I played with Paper Mario a little while ago. Yeah. And there was a specific level that I, like, could not pass. And I tried it, like, seven yeah. or eight times. And all I had to do, like, just once was just say, okay, Jonathan, can you <laughs> yeah. do it for me? Can you beat Bowser for yeah. me or whatever, whoever? And um, 
like literally on his first try. And that's exactly what we have to do with the Lord. Hey, this battle right now that I'm fighting against the enemy is really hard for me. Lord, can you do it? Can you, can you try it for me? And, and he will do it every time because he is always victorious and he just wins. Exactly. Yeah. Um, a song that I was thinking about when we were prepping this as well is Colton Dixon's song, Devil is a Liar. Mm. Um, I also came across it on Life 100.3, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. And Just plug in the, the radio. Right? Um, I feel like there's been so many like songs you guys got to go check out, radio stations, yeah. uh, books, like recommend all of the things. Um, and the words are wild to this song. Yeah. The first time I listened to it, I was like, are we allowed to sing about this? Like, so the one line is, um, I'm pretty sure it's the bridge. It says, don't be dancing with the devil. Don't believe a single word. Cause when we get to heaven, we gonna sing and watch him burn. Ooh. And I was like, snap. And I literally was like, you know, the first time you're listening to a song, you're like kind of singing the words, but you're like trying to figure out what the words are. And I got to that part and I literally was like, my mouth just dropped. And I was like, I don't, are we, are we allowed to sing about this? Like, I feel like I just have a giant sign when I sing it that says, come and get me, Satan, you know? But it's like, that is the truth, right? And I don't need to be afraid of him. And this reminds me of Harry Potter, for any of you who are into Harry Potter. Rye and I love to um, find things that we can apply to our Christian lives, even from secular things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm not saying that Harry Potter is a Christian movie or a book, and I'm not saying you should read it or watch it. Like that's everyone's own personal conviction, but there is the bad guy in it. Voldemort early in the movies, they, no one says his name. They call him he who must not be named. Um, and this was a big thing for my sister, like in her testimony, learning about this, everyone was so afraid. And Harry, the main guy who is ultimately Voldemort's enemy, he's like just say the name because he doesn't have power over you you know like and it's the same I think with this song like I can sing we're gonna go sing and watch him burn as much as I want because I have the Holy Spirit living inside of me and the devil has no power over me yeah you know yeah yeah it's it is like a powerful thing to be able to vocalize yeah like how you're struggling even how whatever because if you don't just talk about it or if you don't say things you're just going to be in that pit and yeah. it, it, there's no way out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it feels yeah, right. Exactly. But praise the Lord that we, we have victory yeah. with him. He has triumphed over evil yeah. and one day will eternally triumph over evil yeah. and we will be eternally in heaven with no temptation, no sin, no nothing. No mini battles. Nope. Looking forward to that day. Hallelujah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Well, after seeing him, we pray that you go, And and make make him known. known.